What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of The Practical Preacher. I am your host, LeVar B. Young. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. So glad that you are here. Listen, I have an interesting um, topic on tonight's A question that came to us. A question that came to us is this. Tonight's topic and I want you to feel free to um, take some notes on this. Really think heavily about this topic, because I believe this is something that um, at some point so many people have dealt with. So, so many people probably can relate to tonight's topic. Tonight's topic, what we want to talk about is what do you do when you become bored with what was once your passion? I'll say it again. What do you do? when you become bored with what once was your passion. So in other words, you you were very passionate about something, something that you were good at, something that you desire, something you were full of passion about it. And then all of a sudden you become bored. With it. You're bored, don't wanna do it anymore. You walk away from it, you leave it alone. What do you do when you become bored with that? With what was your passion? The thing that it seemed like it, it, it was driving you. You loved it. You know, a lot of times you hear people um, use that term passion when they say, man, I I'm very passionate about art. I'm very passionate about um, music. I'm, I'm very passionate about. And a lot of times we try to relate that or tie that into um, what we do as a profession, what we do as a job. And, you know, and, and there's a saying a lot of people say, if you do what you love, if you do the thing that you're passionate about, you know, you never have to work again. You know, there, there's all these type of sayings, all these different type of cliches, different things that people say. And, and while yet I understand that, um, let's be honest, so many people are not necessarily um, working in the field or working or have a job that necessarily does what they're passionate about. Um, because sometimes what happens is sometimes, and I'll get into this a little bit later, but sometimes we think sometimes that passion equals purpose. And the problem is um, passion doesn't always equal necessarily purpose. Because examine the word passion. Passion means a, a strong desire, a strong feeling. Um, a lot of times um, passion can be very emotional. But what happens is if we just use the basis of it just being an emotional thing for us, an emotional feeling, um, we can easily become bored with that if it's just an emotional feeling. Because sometimes we think we become bored because we we think because we're passionate about something that that same level of passion or that feeling that we feel in the beginning, that it will always remain, that it will stay consistent. You know, um, for example, um, let's use, for example, I wrote a book and, and I'm excited about the fact that I wrote my first book. I'm a, and I say that, you know, I didn't just write my book, but I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I'm an author. And, and I was so I'm passionate about writing. I'm passionate about all of this. And then I write my first book. I get it published. I put it out there. It starts selling. It's doing pretty well. And that lasts for a while. That lasts for a little while. But then what happens is now it's time for the next book. And maybe I struggle. I, I, I kind of get through it. And I get the second book out there. Now it's time for the third book. Well, somewhere in between finishing the second book and time for the third book, I become bored. Uh, 
I've lost my drive. I've lost my passion about that. Well, what we have to do, we have to be honest and understand that that strong desire, that strong, intense feeling that we felt in the beginning when the first book came out necessarily is not going to be the same feeling that we have by the time we get to the third book or the fourth book or, or, or per se. And, and then we become bored because we have the expectation that it's always going to feel the same, that it's always going to be that same drive, that same passion. And that's and that's not necessarily the case. So we have to make sure that we're not always looking for that emotional gratification every time we do something that we say that we are passionate about. Um, but first of all, um, think about the word bored when you say, because a lot of times people say, I became bored. I became bored with this thing. What does that mean to become bored? Well, when you when you define define the word bored, when you define the word bored, um, it means a feeling weary because one is unoccupied or lacks interest in one's current activity. So if I'm bored, it means um, I'm feeling weary. Weary means I'm tired of it. I'm feeling weary. Why am I feeling weary? Because um, I'm unoccupied or I lack interest in my current activity. So first of all, when we become bored in something that we was once passionate about, we have to ask ourselves, um, why am I bored? Why have I lost interest? Uh, and first of, first of all, am I, um, am I not occupied with that thing that I am passionate about? What has changed for me? That's what we have to ask. What has changed? When, if you right now, Let's listen to this. If you say I'm in that boat right now and I feel like, you know, I've just become bored with the thing that um, I was once passionate about, there has to be a self-examination. You have to begin to look at the thing and really examine why am I bored with this thing? If I felt so strongly about it, when did it change? When you evaluate, say, when did it change? When did the switch happen? Because at one time I was I the drive was there, the desire was there, um, the intensity was there. Um, I was so passionate about it. I loved doing it. And then something happened where all of a sudden I became bored with it. I began to lose my interest in it. I began to lose my passion in it, my drive in it. And I got to the place where I don't want to do it anymore. So you have to begin asking yourself when did it change? When did it change for me? So, so that's the first thing. There has to be an examination. And we have to ask ourselves, when did it change? Okay, now once I understand when it changed, then why did it change? Did it change because of something that I either did or something that I didn't do? Or did it change um, because of things out of my control, outside of my control. Because sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we can allow for other people, um, actions or other people's words, uh, or how people respond or don't respond to us. We can let those things um, affect our passion. We can let it kill our drive, kill our joy. And, and I know we're not supposed to do that, but we're human and a lot of times that happens. So this is a, a very, um, good question that that is posed that that came to me. Um, once again, we're talking about what do you do when you become bored with what once was your passion? So, like I said, first of all, self-examination. 
have to examine yourself. See, when did it change? And then why did it change? Why have I lost interest? For some reason, if I've lost interest, if I'm bored, that means that uh, my mind now where what has now taken my interest away from my passion. And once again, passion is a emotional feeling and we can't always be driven by that emotional feeling because that same emotional gratification that we get or emotional feeling is not going to always be consistent it's very hard to keep as they say you know everybody say keep that same energy I, i'm gonna be honest with you it's very hard to keep that same energy it is especially when you do something for a long period of time you know when you first start out in a thing even with the ups and downs you know, sometimes that excitement is still there. But after you've done something for a while, it becomes um, it, it, it can become a routine builds. And then when that routine builds up, then you can come. You could sometimes become bored within that routine. Uh, let me see. Um, let's see. I want to read a comment here. It says when I stated when I started school initially. This is what was written to us when I started school initially. It was exciting. It was fun. I had a sense of expectancy every week. But after years of going, it started to feel more like redundant and like a chore. It was mostly fatigue. So I had to push through because I knew it was a part of what God called me to do. Uh, that came from the missus. Thank you very much. Um, I think this is I, I, I'll read it again because I think this is something that a lot of people have um, experienced. Some people have experienced it with school. Some people have experienced it um, in other areas. So where it says school, I want you that's that's listening to the, this. I want you to plug in what yours is. It, it could be something else. But the statement says, when I started school initially, it was exciting. It was fun. I had a sense of expectancy every week. But after years of going, it started to feel more like redundant and like a chore. It was mostly fatigue. So I had to push through because I knew it was a part of what God called me to do. Now, there's a lot of things in that statement. First of all, what we have to understand is that like I said, initially, when we start something, we're all excited about something that we start, especially when it's something that we say we desire to do. I want to do this. Let's let's say going to school. OK, I'm going to school. I'm going to school with a purpose. There's a reason I'm not just going to school to go to school. There's a reason or a purpose initially why someone would go to school. So this is the thing. Let's say I'm going to school to become a doctor. Come on, Lord, just whatever the case is, let's use doctor, for example, because we know there's years of school when it comes to that. In the beginning, it is, it's exciting because you feel like this is my purpose. This is what I'm called to do. This is what I have a desire to do. You have all your reasons laid out of why you want to become what you want to become. And you understand in the beginning that I have to go to school in order to become this because I'm, I'm passionate in this. So I got to go to school to get the education, to connect with what I'm passionate about so I can do the job that I'm passionate about. But what happens is that over time, because it takes some years, over time, it start to feel more redundant. Um, it says start to feel more redundant and like a chore. That's going to happen. What you have to understand, anything, the process can become can begin to feel redundant or like a chore because the thing is once you start adding time to the thing 
there are going to be some things within that that you're going to have to consistently do. There are going to be some things that is going to be a pattern. OK, I go to school. Let's, I'm still using that. For example, I go to school on these days from this time to this time. That alone can wear you out because you're going, OK, I know that. These days out of the week, I go to school and I go to school from this set time to that set time. And it it, it can't become it's redundant because it, it is meant to be that way because it builds consistency. So now, you know, it's not sporadic because you're on a certain path, a certain plan. So it, 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 it begins to feel redundant and it begins to feel like a chore. Now, watch this part of in that in that scenario, part of it is a chore. Because a chore is something that you have to do. So, so if you want to get to the end of the thing, if you want to reap the reward that comes at the end of the thing, there has to be some type of chore. There has to be some type of task that takes place that says, I have to consistently complete this task in order to get to the end of my goal, in order to reach my goal. So, so what happens is because there's a routine that builds, and that routine becomes redundant to you. And because this is a task that is somewhat of a chore and you start viewing it as a chore, as a chore, excuse me, um, you become weary of that. You become fatigued. It, it, it begins to burden on you. But the thing is, a lot of times we have to change. We have to um, change the lens that we're looking through. Mm hmm. We have to redirect that thing. You know, we have to stop looking at it as a negative. OK, it's redundant. It's a chore. No, let me replace or let me reframe those words. Let me reframe the words of saying redundant and chore and saying that, no, it's consistency. Instead of saying redundant, it's consistency. So I'm building consistency. And instead of it being a chore, this is a task that's part that's necessary. It's a necessary task in order to reach my goal. So so sometimes with that, when we become bored or, or, or we begin to be affected by what we were passionate about in this in this case um, scenario, um, Let's reframe those words, redundant and chore, and say, no, I'm not going to say redundant, and I'm not going to view it as redundant because then that's going to play on my psyche. That's going to affect me and make me become bored or make me become weary and want to give up and leave it alone. What I have to say is that I'm building consistency. It's teaching me how to be consistent. And then the next thing, instead of saying a chore, no, this is a necessary task. This is necessary. This is necessary for me to reach my goal. And then something key that was said in the statement, it was mostly fatigue. We have to understand and realize that there are times that we get tired. Self-care is very important. I think 2020 has taught all of us the importance of self-care. A lot of people are talking about that now in 2021. And we have to understand that now we see that the importance of caring for ourselves, taking some mental rest days, taking some days to rest our body, to rest our mind, you know, to regroup, to refresh. And we need that. So you say, well, if I have something that's that's consistent, 
If I have to do this consistently, if I have to do this task consistently in order to reach my goal, if I can't change this aspect of it, then sometimes what we have to do is look at other aspects in our life that we can change to help us deal with the things that we can't change. OK, for example, with school, I know that I have to go. Let's say I go Monday, Wednesday and Friday. If I go three days out of the week, I go Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Then it becomes very essential and important on what I do on the days that I don't go. Or what do I do during the time frames that I'm not in class? You know, or what do I what do I do? to give me a sense of peace of mind, to regroup myself, to rebuild myself and prepare myself for the things that I have to do, for the thing that I said I'm passionate about, that, that I have a drive for. So, so that's, that's what we have to do. And that's how you push through because this, the thing now watch this, something else that was said in the statement, it says, I knew it was part of what God called me to do. Now that's the key. When we know now, when we say we're called to do something, when we say God has called us to do something, that's our purpose. And a lot of times, let me say it again. A lot of times passion don't necessarily mean purpose. Sometimes we have a purpose and we don't even see that we have passion in that purpose. We find out, you know what? I'm really built for this, but I didn't even understand that I was even passionate in this area. Mm -hmm. So so we begin to do things not understanding that all the time a lot of times it's not going to necessarily add up but see we expect it to, to add up and sometimes the thing that we are passionate about it doesn't necessarily mean that the thing that we're passionate about is supposed to be a career see these are hard things this is my strong belief this these are hard things that people don't want to believe sometimes we've been made to believe just because we're passionate about something is that we can build a career on that we can build a life on that well, not necessarily, because that thing that you're passionate about could just be a hobby. And sometimes we get frustrated in that because I'm passionate about this thing and I try to build a career off this thing. I try to to um, to make it work, to sustain me. I do these things and it, it is not working out. And what happens is I, I become frustrated and then I let it go. I become weary because I say, how is it that the thing that I'm passionate about? That it's not working out for me. It's not it's not profitable for me. But what we fail to realize that that passion could just be meant in a certain season just to be a hobby, because sometimes we have to do other things in life that are necessary in order to make room for the things that we're passionate about. Let me say it again. Sometimes we have to do other things in life that we're not necessarily passionate about so that it can set the stage and make room for the things that we are passionate about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to do that. So so it, it's like um, a saying I can remember that uh, when I was much younger um, thing that I would always hear people say, they would always say, you know, sometimes they would say, you know, son, sometimes you have to do uh, what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. I don't know if you ever heard that statement before, but that was something that will always be said. They will say, sometimes you have to do what you have to do um, until you can do what you want to do, you know? And parents would use that, use that a lot. Uh-huh, uh, parents would use that a lot. You know, sometimes you just have to do, you may have to work a job um, that you don't necessarily like in the beginning, that you're not passionate about, so that it can set the stage and make room for you to, 
um, do the things that you are passionate about because it, it may not be profitable always. So we have to understand that passion isn't necessary necessarily for profit. Yep. Put that up. It's, it's not necessarily for profit. And once we begin to understand that, that my passion is not necessarily for profit, then I believe that will stop us from becoming burnt out with it, becoming bored or stagnant with it, because I keep on looking for the profit. But see, watch this. When we say we're passionate about something, the word to say you're passionate about some means you have a strong desire. A strong desire means I just have a desire to do this or I have a desire to want that, even even knowing that is not necessarily going to be profitable for me. Let's take it in, 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 in our personal lives. Have you have you ever just wanted something, um, a pair of shoes, a dress, a car or something? Have you ever just wanted something? I'm so passionate about I want this, but I know that thing that I want. It's not going to necessarily bring um, help me make money. It's not. I just want it because I like it. I have a strong desire for it. And I think when once we get that understanding that it's not always going to be profitable, then that helps us right there alone. You know, once once we get that 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 in our mind, grab a hold of that. But watch this something else. Something else, because I, I jotted down some things here because I began to really think about this question when it came to me. And keep in mind, if anyone have any comments about this topic or you have some questions that you would like us to talk about, feel free. Email us at TPP, the number two podcast at Gmail dot com. TPP two podcast at Gmail dot com. All one word. TPP two podcast at Gmail dot com. So when this question when this question came up, I began to really think about this thing because there are some there are um, a lot of things that I can relate to this. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But first of all, um, what we have to understand, watch this. I want somebody to, when you self-examine yourself, ask yourself this too. Was it really passion? Or was it just exercising a talent? I'll say it again. Ask yourself, if you find yourself in a place where you've become bored with the thing that you were once passionate about, self-examine yourself and ask yourself, was it really passion? Or was it just a talent? Was it just you exercising your talent? Because I must admit, you know, um, growing up in church, there were so many hats that I wore. There were so many things I did um, from a child to adult. So many, so many um, steps or process that I went through way before I got into ministry, way before I became a pastor. You know, way before that happened, there were, as they say, a lot of jobs that I had. There were things that God blessed me to be talented to do. And watch this. Listen to this. There were some things that I did at the church or a task that I had or a job that I had that I wasn't necessarily passionate about. I did it because I had the talent to do it. I had the ability to do it. And sometimes we can have be blessed with the ability to do something and we do it because, look, I have the ability to do it. I know how to do it. There's a need for me to do it. So I do it. And then we some we get that mixed up and we think because I have the ability to do it and because there's a need for me to do it and then I do it and and, and people congratulate me on it or it seems like I do it well, then we somehow think this must be my passion. I'm passionate about this thing. That's why I do it. And then as time goes on, after you've done it for so long, all of a sudden what happens is you go, 
man, I, I'm I'm kind of bored with this. Um, I, I I don't really feel feel the same desire to do this anymore. You know, maybe the accolades stop, or um, maybe it becomes repetition. You know, it, nothing has changed; it's the same thing. So then you get bored with it, and you say, "Man, I've lost my passion in it." But ask yourself, was it really that you were passionate in it, or were you just exercising your talent? And I had to understand this even within myself. And I'm going to be really transparent right now. And this is no knock on anybody. Um, but with me, I use me, for example, I picked one of the jobs that used to do um, in the church. I remember there was time I was a musician. One of the things that I would do, um, I would take one instrument, the drums, playing the drums. When I first started playing, um, you know, I, I was excited. I was passionate about it. You know, um, there was there was an excitement. Um, there there was an excitement to do it. You know, there was a need to do it, a desire to do it. And what happened is, you know, but then over time, what happened? I became talented in it. I was able to do it. Was doing it in school and in church. So I'm good. I'm going. Look, I'm good. I'm passionate about this thing. So I thought. And there was there was some passion, maybe a little passion with it, a little desire to do. But then what happens is once some years go by and you're doing and I was doing the same thing, playing along with some other things. But as time went by, I'm doing the same thing, playing the drums. What happened is all of a sudden I realized that that same heavy desire isn't there. That same fire isn't there. That same passion isn't there. There were some things that I become bored with. Uh, I began, I become, I begin to become, become bored, excuse me, with doing it and then find myself um, not always interested in doing it. Then I find myself not putting the same energy into it, not putting the same excellence into it all the time. Because watch this. What happens is you get to a place where I, you know, and this is no not like I said, where I was playing the drums at, but it gets to a place where you say we're doing the same, some of the same music. This so and some musicians, some musicians that will hear this probably can relate to this. You get to a place where you say I'm playing the same music over and over again. Nothing is really changing. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it's a little change up here and there or learn something new here, learn something new there. And then I'll get excited again. But then what happens is now it's repetitious. It seemed like the same body of work, same music, same thing is going. But see, watch this. What happens is I can't really blame that on the environment that I was in because this is the thing. If I was truly passionate about it because I could compare myself to some others that were really passionate about it that that are still playing to this day that went on and, you know, to greater, greater heights, what they begin to do that I notice a difference in me is they begin to seek um, learning and they, they begin to go outside of the environment or the place that they were in. Uh, they begin to learn music outside of just that one place they were in. They didn't allow themselves to be in a box. Some of the greatest musicians um, that you know and that you hear, whatever the instrument is, you will find out that not only that they constantly learn new music and new songs, but they also learn different genres of music, different ways to play their instrument, 
different ways to perfect their craft. Um, you know, there, even even when you think about athletes, when you hear about like basketball players that took ballet and they didn't take ballet to because they wanted to be, you know, do that, you know, go into theater and start doing ballet and all that stuff. No, it's not that they took it. So it would make them more agile with their sport, with basketball, with football. They took it to help them in their craft, to perfect their craft, to go further. They they got outside of their box. And so what I found myself doing is I got to a place where I allowed myself to stay in this space, in this box, and I didn't seek anything outside of the box. I, you know, if, if, if there was no music being taught or learned in that environment, I got to a place where I stopped seeking to learn it myself. I stopped going other places. I stopped being willing to play for anyone other than what I, who I was used to playing for and stop playing with, um, you know, sometimes you have to go around other musicians. You have to go around people and build your craft. You have to go around people that's greater than you, you know, if you want to go further, if you really, pat, but see that takes passion because passion says that I'm going to build this thing. Passion says I'm not going to allow myself to be in this box. So I don't become bored because I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly seeking greater heights. You know, even though it's repetition here, what I'm doing is I'm stepping outside of just the normal day to day operations, as someone would say. So I found myself getting to a place where, yeah, it's just the same thing. It is repetitive, you know, and then what is repetitive, uh, like the comment said earlier, now it becomes a chore. It becomes a chore. And then I start examining myself. And start realizing, well, although you love that one time you love to play the drums, you you know, thank God that God gave me that talent. It was something that I learned how to do and I, that I knew how to do. But this was a thing when I really self-examined myself. I realized that it was really never an instrument that I desired. There, it was a different instrument that I played even younger than that, that I desired to go further in that. So it was like the drums was something that that God allowed me to pick up. It wasn't my passion. I was talented in it, but it wasn't my passion. So because it wasn't my passion, even though I thought it was at one point, I was doing it. I was just exercising my talent. And many times when we just exercise our talent and passion is not really connected to it, we think it is, we will become bored. We will want to step away. We will realize, you know what? I guess this wasn't my passion. I wasn't passionate about that. I was just exercising a talent. Let's see. Let me see what this comment says. Uh, I see a comment that says your passion is what you call to do and not what you want to do. Um, let's see. Say your passion is what you're called to do and not what you want to do. Well, um, um, BJ, I, I wouldn't necessarily completely agree with that. I used to think that. Let, let me let me clarify, clarify this. I used to think, I used to believe that your passion is what you're called to do and not what you want to do. And, and there's a thin line. I believe there's a thin line with it. There's a thin line there. But sometimes our passion is not always what we're called to do. Sometimes we're just passionate about it. You know, um, like I, I'm very passionate about cars. I love cars. And, you know, and I do car reviews where I used to I was doing car reviews and different things like that. And I'm very passionate about it. But um, I know that my calling is ministry. I'm called to preach and teach the gospel. 
I'm called to help others. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm called to try to, I'm called to encourage people. So while I'm very passionate about cars, that's not necessarily my complete calling. And see, the thing is, sometimes, because once again, passion means a strong desire. It's an emotional feeling. And sometimes we can be very passionate about something, have a strong desire about something, but it's not necessarily our calling. We're not necessarily built to do it because you can have some people that will tell you. That's why people create these bucket lists because they say, you know what? I always want to do do this. I want, always want to do that. But they know it's not their calling. You know, um, that's that's not their calling because see, this is the thing when we think about passion, just when we when we just take that word in itself, passion, um, passion is an emotional feeling and emotions change. Emotions change sometimes due to our situation. Sometimes emotions change when we stop putting the same work ethic into it. We stop putting the same intensity into it. Sometimes our passion change because we stop doing the work. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we stop doing the work. You know, that that happens sometimes. So the first thing I would say, um, you have to examine, is it really passion or, or is it you just you exercising your talent? Um, watch this. Sometimes we lose our confidence in what we're doing then we say we're bored. Sometimes we hide behind the word of saying, you know, I'm just bored with my passion. I was once passionate about this. Now I'm bored. It's become routine and all that. But see what happens. Sometimes we lose our confidence in the thing because I will even go back to the example of with me with the drums. There came a point too where I just lost, began to lose confidence in it. And I lost confidence in it because I stopped pouring into it. I stopped going outside of, I refused to go outside of my box, go outside of my comfort zone, my comfort zone and pour more into it to learn more, to, to seek more, to try to get more. And then what happens is, so then I stopped playing with the same intensity, stopped playing with the same passion and desire, which means that now my skills begin to diminish. And then I see my skills diminishing but yet I don't correlate it with the fact that it's diminishing because I refuse to go outside of my box and do the work. And then when it diminished, now all of a sudden I'm beginning to lose my confidence because I see the ones around me who stay in that passion, who really are passionate about it. They begin to grow and they begin to go further. And now I lose my confidence in it. And then I say, I'm just bored with it. I'm bored. So sometimes, sometimes we do that. Sometimes that can happen. So it comes with self-examination. Something else, what we have to ask ourselves, are we growing or moving forward in it? That happens sometimes too. We get bored with what we say we're passionate about because it seems like, look, I'm not, I'm not going forward. I'm not moving. And we become frustrated. We become weary. We like, look, I've been doing this for X amount of time. I've been doing this for years. And then it's like, I'm not moving forward. But then we have to ask ourselves, why am I not moving forward in the thing that I'm passionate about? The thing that's driving me. Why am I not moving forward? And when we examine that, why? And then we become, we come up with solutions to address that. Why the things that we can handle, the things that we have control over, you know, and I'm a strong believer, ask God. Okay, God, this is this is why this is happening. Help me in this area because I can't help myself. 
And when we do that, when we begin to get solutions to that why, that will help us refire that passion up, that will help us get back on task. I see another comment says here, sometimes fear convinces us that we're no longer passionate. That's very good. Very good. You're absolutely right. Sometimes fear convinces us that we're no longer passionate. And and I've experienced that, too. Like I said, when I lost when I, when I would lose confidence, when I lost my confidence in some things and then I, I come into an environment that's outside of my comfort zone, I've already lost my confidence. Now, fear steps in and fear says, look where you at. You're unprepared for where you at. And then as a defense, me I would say, at least for me, as a defense mechanism, instead of realizing and saying this is fear and this is fear because of my 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 lack of confidence, because there was something that I didn't do. So I don't want to address the fear. So what I say instead of saying this fear, I say, oh, I'm just bored with this. Mm, I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't really like doing this. You know, no, I don't want to play. No, no. You want to play? No, no. You, you go ahead. I, I I'm good. You know, I'm too old for this. So I just, you know, and we do that sometimes. We do that a lot of times. We don't want to address the fear. We don't want to admit that it's fear. So instead we say, oh, we bore or we say, I'm no longer passionate about this thing. Sometimes we still are passionate about the thing, but fear has affected us. Time has it affected us. You know, a loss of confidence has affected us. And all those things bottle up together make us tell ourselves, I'm no longer passionate about this. Mm -hmm. See, that, that's what happens. See, sometimes we fear falling. We, we fear failing on the next level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that comment. Sometimes we do fear failing on the next level. Because that's the thing. Let's say let's go back to the example that I talked about in the beginning about um, writers, authors, publishers. OK, you wrote a book. Your first book, you were very passionate. You, you, you're passionate about writing. You are a writer. You are an author. You've published a book. Maybe you've published two books, three. You know, you've, you've, you've done it already. But what happens is that same that same excitement that you felt. On book one, it wasn't quite there on book two. Then by the time you get to book three, it's diminished a little bit more. But then what's happening is there's a fear because, okay, I did good on book one. And maybe you feel like you didn't do as good on book two. Now you're afraid. What's going to happen for book three? Is it going to sell as good as the others? Um, how are people going to receive it? Um, what if nobody supports it? What if nobody likes it? Um, what if, it, if I'm not able... To publish it all these things play around in, in in your mind and so now that you have this fear of failing on the next level what you tell yourself is you know what i think i've lost my drive i've lost my passion for writing i don't think i'm a, i don't think i want to be an author anymore but you're still you're passionate about it you are you are right because you've done it and you still have the power and the ability to do it but what you have to do is stop overthinking it Stop. Stop worrying about, you know, who's going. Sometimes we do that a lot of times. We always worry about who's not going to support us. And then it stops us from doing the work. And then we let down the ones uh, we miss out on the ones that will support us. You know, we worry about the ones we're not going to reach. Well, what about the ones we will reach? Even if it's one, the impact of that one that we're supposed to reach is our purpose, our destiny to reach 
those individuals. But because we're looking at because we have fear about failing, we have fear about the ones we're not going to reach, the ones that's not going to receive us. We lose sight of the ones that will. So so we have to be very careful with that. I'm going to say something else when it comes to being bored with something that you were once passionate about. Let's be honest. Sometimes you may be dealing. It's not that that your passion is gone. It's not that it's over. It's, it's not that so much even that you're bored or maybe you're bored because now you're dealing with burnout. You have to ask yourself, am I dealing with burnout? Self-care is so important. And a lot of times pastors deal with this. Doctors deal with nurses. So many people, the caretakers, so many people deal with this, that they're in their profession or what, they, what they're passionate about. They're in their purpose. They're in their destiny. They're in the thing that drives them every day, the thing that they've woke up and, and been excited about doing for X amount of years. And then they hit you hit that rough patch. You hit that patch where I've been going strong for X amount of time, and now I've hit a place where I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I've been going strong, whether it's school, like what was mentioned earlier. I've been going to school, and, and I'm working on this degree, and the first year, the first year, I was excited. The second year, still kind of excited, but not as much. You know, I'm in this third year, and it didn't warm me out. It's repetitive. It seems like a chore. I'm weary. Because you're dealing with burnout. We have to understand. Watch this. Please, somebody understand this. Just because it's your passion, just because you're passionate about it, and even just because it's your purpose, that does not mean that you don't deserve to rest. I'll say it again. I want, I want that to sink into somebody. I want somebody to understand that just because you're passionate about it, even if it's your purpose, it's your destiny. You feel like, look, God has called me to this thing. This is who I am. I've known it since I was a child. All that. That doesn't mean that you don't deserve a break, that you don't deserve to rest, that you don't deserve to regroup. So many people are dealing with burnout and they say, you know what? They walk away from their passion, the thing that they're passionate about. They work, walk away from their purpose. They're destined. They give up and say, I'm bored with this. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Because you haven't properly taken a break. You haven't rest. You haven't rested from it. So we have to understand that if you're dealing with burnout, get, take time to refresh yourself. Uh -huh. Take time to refresh, your, to refresh yourself. Yep, I see. I, that's why I was just about to go. Even God rested. God being who he is, even he took a rest. After he, after he made the heavens and the earth, after he made man in his own image, after he made um, the fowls in the air, made all the birds, after he made all the animals walking on the land, after he made all the animals, you know, in the, in the, in the water, under the waters, after he made all the plants, all the trees, after he made everything, he rested. He looked at it all of it and said, this is good. He was pleased with it and said, now I'm going to rest. Rest is important. We have to rest our body and we have to rest our mind. You know, have to give it a rest. If not, you will get burnt out. You will get bored. You will give up. You will give in. You will throw in the towel. You will say, uh, this ain't for me. Let's see. This comment says, sometimes you're in a transition and haven't 
consulted God for understanding on how to flow in a transition with your passion. Okay, I will I will agree with um uh, some of that comment. Um, that's a good point. Says I'll read it again. It says, and sometimes this one of the comments, and sometimes you're in a transition and haven't concluded, I mean consulted God for understanding on how to flow in a transition with your passion. That's very true. It's important as well to understand how to flow in our passion, to get instructions, to be organized. Because watch this. We can you can be very passionate about something and very skilled in doing the thing that you're passionate about. But when you do what you're passionate about without any type of blueprint, without any type of instructions, you know, at all, you will get burnt out. You'll give up. You become bored. You become stagnant. You will say, I'm not moving forward. I'm not getting anywhere because there's a transition. There's a transition even in the things that we're passionate about. There comes a time that sometimes we may have to take the thing that we're passionate about and we may have to do it in a different way. You know, uh, we may have to add some things to it and we may have to take some things away, you know. So so you get first. That's right. You get frustrated. You become frustrated because you say this thing is all out of order. You know, I've seen some very talented people, some very gifted people, some people that have been passionate and in, in their calling. And so inside the church, outside the church, in a lot of different arenas, I've, I've seen a lot of people that, and, they, and they become frustrated because there's no instructions. There's no blueprint. You know, they don't understand how to handle the transition to understand that there's going to be some ups and downs, even in the things that you're passionate about. You're going to have a season where you always feel like you're on top, you winning, you moving forward. And then you're going to have a season where you feel like you at a standstill. You feel like it's not working. You feel like it's not worth it. You know, you become frustrated. You become weary, tired and bored. So you have to understand that even in those seasons, what do I do in the in between? What do I do in the midst of the transition? What do I do when the thing that I'm passionate about, when when it doesn't bring me as much joy as it once did? How do what, what do I do in between those stages? Because it's going to come back around. But what do I do while I'm waiting for the for the high time to come back around? What do I do while I'm waiting for the reward to come back around? What do I do if I'm going to school and I know that I see my goal? I know what my goal is and I'm passionate about it. That's why I'm in school to start with. But what do I do while I'm in the process? I have to get instructions. That's why that's why evil, evil people that pe construction workers, people that are passionate about building buildings, they're, 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 they're passionate about using their hands, laborers. There are some people that they can look at building materials and they can make a masterpiece. But this is the thing. The architect is important in situations like that, because although they're not the ones that take their hands and do the physical work putting the bricks together, putting down the floor, putting up drywall. You don't even though they're not the ones doing that. The blueprints, the drawings that they do, the person, the planner, those are still essential for the person that's great with using their hands is essential for those two to come together in order to have the finished product. God gives us our blueprint. We have to get instructions. We have to get help. Mm hmm. 
like oh we say in the meantime yeah what do we do in the meantime that that's have to, we have to seek instructions for what do i do in the meantime i want to go to another point of dealing with this sometimes you need to rest even in your passion self-care we talked about that have to rest self-care next thing there must be balance even in the things that we are passionate about load management somebody I, you have to understand load management. Load management and balance is so important. But I'm passionate about this thing. I'm driven about this thing. See, a lot of times when we first start off doing something that we're very passionate about, we run a lot of times we we run full speed ahead. You know, I'm a runner. So so I'm a runner. So I, I'm running this race and I'm passionate about running. So I take out the gate. I take off. I'm gone. But what you have to understand that even with the runner, you've trained for it. You're passionate about it. This is what you do. This is your purpose. This is your calling. This is what you do. But there's a that you're not always running the same race. You're not always running on the same course. You know, you no, know, with that runner, that runner knows that sometimes there, there's a different technique to sprinting. It's all running, but there's a different technique with a sprinter and a marathon runner. A marathon runner knows that I have to pace myself. If you run in a relay, there's a different method to that as well. You have to you have to understand load management. There has to be balance. I have to pace myself. Even the things that we're passionate about, we have to understand that I have to learn that there has to be balance even in my passion. Even in my purpose, I have to learn load management. I have to learn that I can't take it all on myself i have to learn that i'm not going to be able to run full speed ahead all the time i'm not going to be able to keep that same pace all the time i'm going to have to have a time where i rest i'm going to have to have a time that i regroup i'm going to have to have a time that i know okay let me conserve my energy let let right here i got to conserve okay on this stretch of this course now i know i have to come with intensity i have to pick up the pace okay on this stretch I could slow down a little bit and get into a stride. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let's see. Well, comment says this is speaking to me because I'm still working on creating book one and because it's taking so long and out of frustration, the thought comes, is it still worth creating? Will it really sell? And is it good enough? But then I have to shake those thoughts and continue to move forward. Um, absolutely. Let's let's I want to address a few things in that. Um, <clears throat> going back to the person that says, um, if you say I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm working on the see Jessica says I'm working on book one. OK. And, and that's the thing. Let's look at a powerful statement in there. Sometimes words have power and we 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 overlook. Our power words, our, our power words. One of the power words in there is I'm working on. Just say I'm working on a book. You said working on creating a book. Um, say I'm working on a book or say I'm creating a book. Even if it is book one, you know, don't worry about that It's book one. I'm creating a book. I'm working on a book. To say that I'm working on it means that I'm constantly doing or I'm consistently doing something to make my my dream come to pass. I'm working. I'm doing this thing to make what take what I'm passionate about 
and to see it come to fruition. Time will fight our faith. It will. It does. It does. Let's just be honest. It does. A lot of time can go by and we get discouraged. But see, what we have to what we have to say to ourselves is what we have to start looking at is what am I doing within that time? OK, it's taking a long time. But what am I doing within that time? Am I doing something important in this time? It's to it's you know, I'm on I'm on months, whatever I'm on year, whatever. Have I done something purposeful to add to this thing to make it come to pass see that's how we fight the frustration of the time that's going by okay yeah it's taking me time but look let me go back and take a look let me let me go back and look over my course let me draw it out this month i did this to make it come to pass this month i did this you know this year i did this this, this is what, yeah, it's been this long, but these are key things that I did to make it happen. Mm, so I'm constantly working on it. It is, it, it, it's, it's happening. So let's see what else you said. Out of frustration, then the thoughts come. Is it still worth creating? Well, you know what? You only you can answer that question. Because, see, that question is not, this is the mistake that we made. You think that question is for everybody else. No, that question is for you. Because the thing is, is it worth creating to you? Sometimes we think, is it worth creating for other people to support it? No. If I'm writing a book, what is my reason for writing that book? What is my purpose? If I'm passionate about it, if I feel like this is my purpose and I'm driven to do this, I'm meant to do this, then guess what? It's worth it to me. If this is me in this situation, whatever the whatever the book is about, and I say, look, this is my passion. This is what I feel God is calling me to do this. I'm passionate about it. I'm skilled in this and I'm doing this. Is it worth creating? Absolutely. It is worth creating it because I'm saying this is my passion. If it's my passion, it's worth me doing it because it fulfills my passion. It's not anyone else's passion. It's not anyone else's calling. It's not anyone else's purpose. It's my purpose, it's my calling, it's my, my passion. So first of all, I'm doing it for me because this is who I say that I am. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. See, this is what I do. I can't call myself a writer if I refuse to write. I can't call myself an author if I refuse to publish a book, if I refuse to, to do it. If I say, oh, it's not worth it. No, who, who am I? What do I say to myself? I can't call myself, say I'm a musician, but refuse to play. Ref that You know, we, we have to think about these things. So is it worth creating? You have to ask yourself, is it worth creating for you? Then the next thing you say, will it sell? As we stated earlier, sometimes our passion is not profitable. Not in the beginning. It's not always profitable in the beginning. Because see, this is the thing. Watch this. When we're passionate about something, when I'm passionate about something, I'm not doing it just because I'm looking to make money out of it. And this is where a lot of us um, get bored. A lot of us get weary. A lot of us um, walk away because we went into it with the intention of how much money I'm going to make from this. I can remember another transparent moment. I can remember back when I was in college and and I was dealing with a, with a major and I majored in one thing. And although I had some desires for that field, my major uh, wasn't completely what I wanted to major in. 
You know, I just took the closest thing to what I wanted my major to be. And what happened was um, I really wish I had listened, you know, to the person that was trying to tell me, trying to explain some things to me at that time. Um, there were some other things that I was passionate about. I was passionate about music, was already doing it. But this was the thing was I was like, you know, where I met. You know, and because of and because of some things, you know, lack of confidence, some things that I didn't do that I should have did. I was like, that's not really going to be profitable. Am I really going to make money out of that? That, you know, who who what am I going to do? What I'm going to come out of school with a degree and what end up teaching music? I don't want to do that. You know, how am I going to really take this and make a career, build a life out of it? See, I couldn't see it for myself. I knew I was passionate in that thing. But then I started looking at what's some stuff that I kind of like, I kind of desire. But, you know, um, I think I'm going to I think I can make money with that. Yeah, I could do that. I could make money with that. And just by that one thing alone, looking at it that way, it didn't pan out. It didn't work out. It was the wrong choice. I mean, to this day, I admit, I, I, I regret making that choice, making that decision because um, my perspective which was jaded. You know, I had the wrong state of mind. So when you ask yourself, will it sell? First of all, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for me. Will it sell? It's going to sell to those who it's meant for. I know ultimately, yeah, we, we of course we wanted to sell. I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm of course we wanted to sell, we wanted to do well. But the first thing to get it done, we have to have to say it's worth it for me, and it's gonna sell to those who it's meant for. Is it gonna be good enough? Is it good enough for you? See, have to be good enough for me because I can't do this trying. That's the other thing. Our passion, when we're passionate about something, we can't look at it as, is it good? Is, is my passion good enough for somebody else? It's not for them. It's for me. <laughs> you know, it, it's for me to do the work. It's the thing that I desire. It's the thing that I'm passionate about. If I do it with the best of my ability, if I pour my all into it, you know, with balance, with learning, learning how to load management, if I do what's best, if I really do this thing, then guess what? It will be good enough. Do it, uh, do it like I'm doing it unto the Lord. It'll be good enough because it, it, it's going to meet that thing. It's going to say, I'm, I'm doing what I'm passionate about. But then I have to shake those thoughts and continue to move forward. You're absolutely right. So, so I hope that, I hope that answers your question. I hope that helps you. Um, I hope that helps you with that because that, that is a good example and I, and I think that's something that a lot of people are dealing with. And let me say this. It, these last few couple years here has taught many of us. A lot of people are taking off and doing things that they have been passionate about, but have kept under wraps, have hidden, you know, hid your gift, your talent, the thing you're passionate about, hid it in the sand. So a lot of people, um, you say, yes, that's helpful. I'm so glad. So glad. So a lot of people have been hiding it. And, and now these, these couple of years when, after we went on the lockdown and, you know, a lot of things changed, a lot of people start doing what they were passionate about. Because you watch this, because you know what? Because we had so much free time on our hand because it's like now we're not going out the house. We can't be around these people. We, we on lockdown, all these things. So now we have this free time and to occupy that free time, that free space. We like, you know what? Now I can start doing some of the stuff that I've been passionate about, things that I've been scared to do, the things that I've been too busy to do. 
So we have to, and what's happening is because some things are starting to change again now, now people are starting to kind of doubt. Now I'm doubting. I was moving forward in the thing that I was passionate about that I want to do that I feel like is my calling. But now I'm, I'm starting to doubt it a little bit. No, keep going, keep going forward. Something else is you feel like you're bored. You feel like you're bored with the thing that you were once passionate about. Um, ask yourself, what has your interest now? What is holding your interest? Because sometimes our interests change. They do. Sometimes, sometimes we could be interested in something else or we could become passionate about something else. Not, not saying that I've lost my passion or my desire in this thing, but I've picked up something else. And sometimes if when we when we stop and get instructions, we'll find out that there's a transition period that that other thing that we've picked up that is going to go hand in hand. They're going to work together for our good. <laughs> like I did that, but they, they will. Let's see another comment. And we realize time is not waiting. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, time isn't waiting. Um, I will admit there there was when we were in the height of the pandemic, when the pandemic first started over a year ago and we were on lockdown, it, it felt like time had slowed down. It did. Time. We started realizing that time was so precious. We start realizing how precious it is, how precious life is, how important it is to get stuff done, not to wait. We have to keep that same mind mindset, you know, understand that now time, you know, it didn't stop. But now some th things are moving fast. I believe Jesus is soon to come. Things are moving fast. So the things that you're passionate about, that you that, you know, is your purpose, your calling, what you were born to do, get it done. Go after it. Go after it. You know, don't 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 stop. Go after it. So let me give you some practical things. Man, we we have messed around going into overtime on this thing. Let, let me give some practical things. When it comes to you say my passion, I've lost my passion, just like passion in any, any other thing. This even will fit in a rom romantic relationship, husband and wife. You have to rekindle that love. Come on, somebody, you can even write this down. You have to rekindle that love. I'm bored now. I'm uninterested. I'm weary. Have to rekindle that love. How do I rekindle that love? That How do I rekindle my passion? You may be asking. Remind yourself of why you loved it in the first place. Remind yourself of why you were so passionate about it in the first place. Remind yourself why you were so driven to go after it. Why you? Why did I like this thing so much? Why did I feel so strongly about this thing? So that's what you have to do. You have to rekindle that love. How do I rekindle that love? By reminding yourself of why you loved it to start with. Next thing, how do you rekindle that love? Reflect on when you first started. Reflect when I first started this and use that as an encouragement and not a discouragement. When I first started, wow. Watch this. When I first started, this is what I did. This is how it, this is, man, you know, I started, there's a show, there's a show on, on TV that I love watching that deal with um heavy, heavy um trucks. It, it deals with um tow trucks and different things like that, you know, um heavy rescue stuff like that you know big records and different things like that and there's a gentleman on there that owns one of the main companies start to show off and everything one of the main characters 
And he got to a place where he loved it. This thing is in his blood. It's, it's, I mean, it goes back a couple of generations. You know, he, a lot of his family is in it. And he got to a place where it didn't become, it wasn't fun anymore. You know, he was burnt out. Started becoming bored with some things. Some things, some things became, um, be, became repetitive. And unfortunately, it was some bad things that became repetitive. And he he began to say, you know, question if he still wanted to do according to the show. Now, if he lied, it came out of his mouth. He began to question and say, you know, why am I still doing this? I'm a certain age. Why am I still doing this? Maybe it's time to give up and do something else. Try something else. But then he started reflecting back on when he first started. He reminded himself of why he loved it so much. And he began to reflect on when he first started, reflected on. You know, when I didn't have this many truck and this many employees and this many locations, when it was just this. And begin to encourage himself in that and begin to say, man, look where I started and look where I was able to take it. So I see what I was able to what I've been blessed to do with this thing. So if I have to now change the structure of things, if I have to, maybe it's time to switch some things up, not to give up on it, not to stop doing it because the passion is still there. I still love it. I know why now, why I started this. I just have to kind of change how I'm doing this. So it will build my passion and not destroy it. So sometimes we have to do that too. go back and reflect on when I first when I first started this, when I first started writing, when I first uh, began to have the desire to get this book, when I first began the desire to start this program in school to get this degree, when I first had the desire to start this business, when I first had the desire to start this ministry, to start preaching, to start this church, whatever it may be. You know, when I first had the desire to get married have to say what happened in the beginning of the thing and now what have i done from there so i'm now excited again because i can remember where the love was i can remember how it started something else sometimes okay number three sometimes you have to get back to the basics so after you when you rekindle the love by reminding yourself of why you loved it in the first place after you reflect on when you first started next sometimes you have to get back to the basics sometimes we have made things too complex and every now and then when you want to rekindle that passion that rekindle that love sometimes you have to get back to the basics because watch this the basics is what kicked it off to start with get back to the basics Sometimes we, we forget about that. We make things so complex, so difficult, some, so hard, or sometimes something has grown, a project has turned, has become so big, it's outgrown the basics. And sometimes to recenter ourselves, to refocus ourselves, to, to rekindle that love, that passion, we have to get back to the basics. Let me start back with the simplest things. Do I even do the simple things anymore? Hmm? What was the what was the process that I would go through when I first started out? 
those simple things in, in the beginning, the basic things. Do I even do those things anymore? You know what? They brought me joy. Going back to the, the guy I was talking about with the show, the thing that 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 really wore him out was the fact that the basic thing that he used to do was just driving a truck. And when he got to a place where he had to do more management, where he had because he's the owner, which is, you know, rightfully so. And he's in the office and he handling bills, he handling paperwork, handling calls, all those things. Guess what he did? He said, look, got to have somebody else to do some office work so I can get back to the basics so I could go back and get in a truck and just drive a truck, get out there on the open road, go to a site to do this work. That getting back to the basics helped him. It rekindled his love. It rekindled his passion. He realized this is my calling. This is my purpose. It's in my blood down through generations. I love what I do. And that's the thing. Sometimes we haven't lost the love of what we do. Sometimes we just lose. We, we, we stop loving how we're doing it. I'll say it again. Sometimes we haven't lost the love or the passion of what we do or the thing. We just stop loving how we're doing it. OK. OK. So after we um, after we rekindle. After we rekindle that love by reminding ourselves of why we loved it in the first place, after we reflect on um, when we first started, after we get back to the basics, then we have to celebrate achievements. My fourth point on that is celebrate achievements. Let's see. I'm going to read a comment here. Let's see. All right, Jesse, what you're saying? You said sometimes the rain comes down hard, but other times it's a drizzle. Then there are times when it's light rain, but it's still raining. We sometimes think that it has to stay at a certain pace, but the pace should be able to change. Oh yeah, we, we brought that out early. Thank you for that comment. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes we have to understand that we have to be flexible. You know, may, um, that's, that's, that's one, as they would say, not even in my notes, you know, as preachers, we love to say, you know, uh, that's not even in my notes. Yeah, we have to be flexible. We have to know and understand that some things are going to change. Why? Because seasons change. So even the thing that I'm passionate about, the thing that I'm passionate about, um, it's going to be some change to it, or it's going to be some things that affect it as the seasons change, as the timing change, as my position change, as I go through my transition to the next level, there's going to be some change, you know, and sometimes we, we it's easy to become complacent. I'm so comfortable with this. I become complacent. <clears throat> and when I become complacent or I'm in a comfort zone, then I get frustrated when I'm taken out of my comfort zone. You know, then I say I'm bored because I'm being taken out of my, my comfort zone. So, so number four was celebrate achievements. When you're dealing with, I'm bored with, I've become bored with the thing that I was once passionate about. When is the last time that you celebrated an achievement? When is the last time I want to go back and use one of the examples that was using earlier about writing a book? OK, uh, if you say it's taking so long and I don't know if it's still worth it. Um, when is the last time you celebrated? What have you written? This this is what you ask yourself. Um, I'm working on this book and it's been X amount of times. How many chapters have you written? Or maybe you haven't written. Well, uh, have you, how many paragraphs have you written? How many since celebrate that? I know somebody saying, man, that sounds crazy. No, celebrate that because a lot of times we don't we don't celebrate the small achievements. We are so focused on the big achievement 
And then we get burnt out trying to get the big achievement because we overlook the small achievements. Going back to school, hey, celebrate. Did you, did you complete a semester? Did you celebrate completing one semester? Okay, what about when you got to the second semester and you completed that? Or you completed a year, you complete whatever the case it is. Have you have you celebrated yourself for that? Have you said, you know what, good job, keep going? Have you told yourself, you know what, I did that? I didn't think I would be able to get through this semester, but by the grace of God, I got through it. With hard work and determination, with grit, I got through it. So if I got through that, then now I have strength to get through the next one. You know, sometimes, sometimes we're encouraging ourselves, we have to, we have to celebrate every step. I'm thankful for the step that I took today. And I'm going to be thankful and celebrate the next step that I take. So celebrate the achievements. Number five, um, make time to do it just for fun and not for work. I want to pause right there. I want I need somebody to get this. When you're dealing with we're talking about now, we're talking about how to rekindle that love, that passion, you know, that passion that you've become bored with, that thing that you've letting go, that thing that you're called to make time to do it just for fun and not for work. That's my fifth point on that. Yeah, please make time to writers spend some time just writing for fun and not for work i got a deadline okay i understand that build some consistency with writing some things just for fun you're you're working on a book write you a poem get you a journal write in your journal do something just to relax just for fun just for your pleasure just for your enjoyment mm-hmm. do it just for fun you know Whatever, whatever case it is, how do I do that when I when I'm in school? You know, I'm this this ain't this isn't fun. You know what? Go to class a day with saying, you know what? Today this is about me. I'm just I, I, I'm I'm not concentrating on getting this information to pass a test. I'm concentrating on getting this information because I want to know it. I, I want to know it for myself. You know, it's gonna make me feel good to pick up this knowledge. Cause I believe I'm going to use it one day. I'm going to use it, but, but you know what? I'm just going to enjoy for this moment. I'm just going to enjoy this time and doing this thing for fun and not for work. I'm going to enjoy the process. You know, sometimes when we don't make time to enjoy something that we're passionate about just for the fun, when we don't enjoy the fun of it, we miss a lot we miss out on so much you know me and my wife a lot of times we reflect on another transparent moment sometimes we reflect on our wedding and our reception you know we were so caught up in you know trying to make sure you know yes we had a wonderful wedding coordinator and other people that stepped up and helped it's not that we didn't have any help um there was a lot we did plan on our own but we did by the grace of god have help but a lot of our reception was a blur to us and, and probably a lot of other married couples probably have the same testimony you know the same the same thing it, it just went by so fast and what happened is we didn't really take a lot of moments to just sit there and enjoy it for ourselves to enjoy the fact of what had just transpired that we were married and that now we're in a room filled with loved ones family friends you know, good food, good music, you know, 
you know, that, that, you know, we were looking good, you know, dress, you know, we, we didn't take time to just enjoy some simple things for ourselves, just to have fun in that moment, being there together with each other, you know, everyone that's celebrating our love. And there are some things that we missed out on because we kept on looking at the work aspect of it. Okay, make sure that this is in place. Make sure that it's in place. Is this being done? Okay, after we after we leave from the reception, we gotta get we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Um, you know, we're going on a honeymoon, so we gotta we gotta make sure this stuff is in place. You know, you would drive yourself crazy if you always just focus on the work part of it. Make time to do it just for fun and not for work. That's going to help you. And last part to that on rekindling that love. These are practical things that you could do. Set goals with rewards. If you want to rekindle that love, that passion that you feel like you've lost, that you've become bored with, you whatever the case is, set goals with rewards. That's the sixth point. Set goals with rewards. Which means what that what does that look like? What that looks like, whatever the case is, whether it's whether it's you're in school, you're writing a book. I don't I don't know. I'm just using those two examples. OK, I set a goal that when I complete this chapter, when I complete this semester, once I complete that, I do well, I complete it, then I'm going to reward myself in some way. It doesn't have to be a, a big reward. It doesn't have to be something extravagant. But I've accomplished this. I set this goal. I accomplished this goal. So you know what? Re let me reward myself. I'm going to take myself out, out to a lunch. I'm going to treat myself to lunch this time. Or I'm going to treat myself to something small this time. Or you know what? Once I complete this, I'm going to spend a day of just resting and relaxing. I'm going to spend a day of I might binge watch some shows. I'm going to spend a day. I might just you know, go take a walk in the park and, and just enjoy myself. You know, ladies, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a day where I go get my nails done. You know, get, get you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to spend a day. I'm going to, I'm going to reward myself in some type of way. I've worked hard. I've set this goal. I accomplished this goal. So now I'm going to reward myself in some type of way, some type of way. You know, it could it could maybe it's something that you need or something that you would desire. You know, now I don't, I don't say don't don't go crazy, but you say, look, it's these pair of shoes that I wanted or this, you know, whatever the case is, this uh, something that I wanted. After I reach this goal, I'm going to go get that. Yep, I'm going to go get that. That is my reward for accomplishing this goal. Mm hmm. So some other things that I just want to run through, those those are practical things that I believe can be done for those that may feel like, look, I'm in a situation where I've lost my drive. I've lost my passion in this thing. I don't want to do it anymore. I, 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 well, I don't know how to get that. This is if you want to get that passion back. You know, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. You may need you have to understand that sometimes when you're bored within your passion, sometimes you may need to change your pace. You may need to change your pace, change your environment. You may need to change your routine. Sometimes people do stuff that they're passionate about. And it's time. It, there, there, there's a, a transition point. There's a shifting point. There's a time where uh, I may have to change the environment that I do what I do. 
I don't have to stop doing what I'm passionate about, the thing that I'm called to do, my purpose. It may just be time for me to change where I'm planted. Yeah. Because when you think about it, when you th when you look at a plant, when a plant is in a pot and that plant begins to die, it's not that th that plant is designed to be a plant. It hasn't stopped being a plant because it's because it's dying. Yeah. It, the, the, the problem is sometimes that plant has to be repotted. The pot that is in is too small now. It has no room to grow. And and now what happens because it has no room to grow, there's no growth there. Then it begins to die. Sometimes many of us, we feel that way. We're passionate about something and we're in a pot where we have no room to grow. So then we begin to die. We become to be, we begin to become bored because there's no room to grow. It's it's repetitive. I'm just going round and round in this circle and I'm not growing because you're going round and round in the circle because there's nowhere else to go in, in that environment that you're in, in that pot that you're in. It's time to be replanted. Understand, though, sometimes there, there's going to be some pain with replanting. Understand that just like when you replant a, um, a plant, when you repot it, replant it, there may be some dirt that's going to get spilled. It's going to be a messy process. It's not always a clean process. So sometimes it might get a little messy, but it's necessary. There may, may be a little spilled dirt, but it's necessary. There are going to be some dead leaves pulled off, but it's necessary. You know, the dirt is going to completely change. It's going to be taken out of where it once was comfortable, but it's necessary. So sometimes we have to understand, sometimes we need to change the environment. You know, you passionate, you in the job that you're called to do or run the business, you're called to do this thing. But maybe the location needs to change. The people around you need to change. Because you're not you're not growing. We become bored when we don't when we're not moving forward, when we don't grow, when we don't see progress. Of course, we become bored, we become stagnant. We like, look, this is repetitive. There's no thought process to this. So sometimes that has to change. Watch this. Passion, and I said this earlier, I said passion doesn't always equal purpose. And I know that's a thing that people will argue all the time, you know, um, because it's a thin line. Now, I do I believe that sometimes that do I believe that the thing that is your purpose, that you have to be passionate about it, that you will have passion in that? Yes, I, I, I believe so. Because I believe that when it's your purpose, sometimes things, sometimes we don't understand our person, our purpose, because our passion for that thing is hidden. We haven't discovered it yet. But then we get called to it and then we realize, man, I don't want to do this. You know, then we get called to it and we realize, man, we start reflecting back over our life and we see how the pieces start adding up. Let me be transparent in another moment with you. Um... It was not always, even though my purpose is to preach and teach the gospel, my purpose as a preacher, as a pastor, that's my purpose. That's what God called me to do. It was not my passion. It was not always my passion. It's my passion. Now I'm very passionate about it. But in the beginning, it wasn't my passion. That's why I ran for a long time. You know, young and in, in, in high school, probably even before that. You know, when it started coming back around to me in high school, I was like, I don't want to do that. No, no. I I, I felt like at that time, I felt like, man, I got I have more life to live. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, let, let me be real, re, be really real with you. I was like, man, I ain't gonna lie. There's some sins that I don't think I'm ready to let go yet. And if I do that, I know I got to let go of this. 
you know, wasn't as spiritually educated then, you know, you know, but that's real. You know, I'm going to talk where we live, where we at. I'm going to be real with you. You know, so so th that's how I felt at the time. So I was like, no, I'm not going to run. I, so I ran from it. But then when I finally accepted it and when I began to move forward in it, you know, and begin to mature in it, begin to be taught and poured into and trained all these things. I come to a place now and I see, yes, I'm very passionate about it. And now I can see where my passion was being hidden. I could see during times when I didn't recognize my passion in the thing. So sometimes, you know, because I was passionate about other things, or at least I thought I was passionate about other things, or there were some things. But it wasn't always truly my purpose or watch this. Let me help somebody. A lot of the other things going back to what I said in the beginning about a lot of the other tasks and jobs that I had within the church and even outside of the church. Many of those things. Now I saw they all work together for the good. They all came together to drive me to my purpose. They all play a part in what my purpose and my passion is now. They all helped build me and strengthen me. They all taught me good and bad, the ups and the downs brought me to this place that I'm in even right now. So sometimes we have to have that understanding. You know, my purpose, I will become passionate about my purpose. But a lot of times in the very beginning, just because you're passionate about it doesn't necessarily mean that that will be your purpose. And when it's not your purpose, then that passion, you will find that it will dwindle and you will see, man, I was just doing this because I'm talented to do it or I'm just doing it because it was a need to do it or because at the time I had a desire to do it. But I no longer have that desire now because I now understand what my true purpose is and what my passion really is and what my passion needs to be. Somebody else, I want to tell somebody, get help, get the right help. Tell somebody, sometimes you have to get the right help. Many times we get burnt out, we get bored because we try to do it all on our own. We don't get no help. Man, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick and tired of doing all this by myself. Well, then stop doing it. Don't stop doing it. Just stop doing all of it by yourself. I'll say it again. Don't stop doing it. Just stop doing all of it by yourself. Stop trying to do all of it by yourself. I think get organized, get organized. When we're not, when we have no organization with our passion, the thing that we're passionate about, our purpose, when it's unorganized, we will want to stop doing it. And the last, the last thing, when you say bored, if if somebody said, I'm just bored with this, I'm just, I'm just bored with it. You may need a new challenge in it if it's become too easy. Now, that's the hard thing. I want somebody to understand. You may need a new challenge within your passion, within that thing, if it has become too easy. If you become bored with it, if it's no longer interesting to you, you know, you like it's it's redundant. You know, it's just I might need a new challenge. Stop looking for it always to be easy. Sometimes we just want the easy way out. We want to we want the easy way all the time. And when it when it's the easy way all the time, we will become bored in it. We will let go. Mm -hmm. And listen to this. When you are passionate about a thing, you learn how to practice 
and perfect yourself for what could be and not just for what it is. Let me say that again. When you are truly passionate about a thing, you learn how to practice and practice and perfect yourself for what it could be and not just for what it is. What are you saying? What I'm saying, going back to my example that I used about myself personally back when I used to play the drums. I got to a point, you know, I lost my passion with it, become, became, began to become bored with it, lost my interest in it, lost my drive for it for a lot of reasons. You know, a lot of it was because of me and a big part of it because of me. Um, some of it was, too, because I was wearing a lot of hats and because I had a, many other things to do. Um, I no longer had the time to put into that. And I was being pulled in so many directions. That's why I said balance is important. And I found myself finding passion in other things. And I didn't realize, too, that that was just that was just part of the process. That was just a stop on the road of process of to where God was taking me. But in that, what I failed to do is I failed, like I said, to go outside of my comfort zone, to go outside of my box. What I found myself doing is only being passionate or only learning or working on the music that was necessary for where I was at, for where I, what I was already doing. Instead of working on music and working on a craft for where I could go, what it could be. Sometimes we have to get out of our own way. We sometimes get so caught up in or we become complacent and say, I'm just going to work on for where I'm at right now. I'm just right here. I'm not going to work on where I could be, where I could go, how big this thing could be. My book ain't out yet. So I just I just focus on because I feel like I'm small. I feel like I'm little. I, I put myself in this box. I'm passionate about it. But because I put myself in this box for many reasons, then I don't work on perfecting where this thing could take off, where it could be, the heights I could reach, the mountains I could get to. I just I just focus on where I'm at right now. And that's I'm just going to deal with that. I just stay right there. So we have to understand that we have to break out of that. We have you have to break out of that. If you don't want to become bored with your passion, lose your passion, give up. If you don't want to get to that place, you have to remember, I'll say it again. When you're passionate about a thing, you learn how to practice and perfect yourself for what it could be and not just for what it is. Don't despise where you're at right now. Don't despise small beginnings. You know your purpose, your passion, your drive is going to be great. It's for great things. Stop looking at it through the through the lens of failure. Stop looking at it through the lens of it's just small. Stop looking at it through the lens of don't nobody know me. Nobody knows my name. Will anybody support me? Will this thing really happen? Once I've completed this task, will it really work out? No. Refocus. Reframe the words that you use. Change the lens that you're looking through. Rest when you have to rest. You know, rekindle that love. Remind yourself of 
why you loved it in the first place. Reflect on when you first started. Get back to the basics. Celebrate achievements. Make time to do it just for fun and not for work. And set goals with rewards. That's what you do when you're dealing with the fact that you've now become bored with what you were once passionate in. So I, I hope we've, I hope someone that hears this, I, I hope someone can take these practical things and apply it to their life. I believe you can take these things and apply it to your life and, and refire, you know, fire back up that you can stir that passion back up, that you can be encouraged to keep going, to not give up, not give in. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. You can do it. Once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Practical Preacher. Thank you for taking time. Thank you for all that, you know, gave comments about this. We hope we got a chance to read everyone's comment. We hope we address the questions. Listen, if you have comments or you have questions about, about this particular episode or any of the episodes that we do, or maybe if you have a question that you would love to hear us, a topic that you would love to hear us address and talk about, email us at tpp2podcast at gmail.com. Once again, tpp2, the number two, podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Okay. We would love to hear from you. Please continue to stay tuned for more episodes of the practical preacher. We have many other topics coming up. We have some exciting guests coming up with some exciting topics. Stay tuned for more episodes. Remember, stay encouraged, continue to tune into the practical preacher where we believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but a practical guide for everyday living, right? Till we meet again, you all stay tuned and be on the lookout for more episodes of The Practical Preacher. You all take care. Thank you for tuning in.